0: Oh mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Philip K. Dick Book Club. In each episode of this podcast, I look at one of the works of Philip K. Dick. In this episode, I will be looking at the very last of Dick's science fiction short stories published during his lifetime. And that will be the story called The Alien... Sorry, The Alien Mind. So we've really come a long way. Um, We've... We started with Stability, a, a story published, not the first... One of the first stories Dick wrote, but he didn't publish it till after... Um, It wasn't published until after he died. Um, We looked at his first published works like Ruge and Beyond Lies the Wub. We checked out his first novels, Solar Lottery. We continued through his massive production of the 1950s with a seemingly endless list of of short stories after short story after short story. And then we, we entered into the 1960s after he tried to quit writing science fiction. And we explored his great novels of the 60s Martian Time Slip, The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldridge, The Simulacrum, Clans of the Alphain Moon, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Um, then we saw uh, the changes in his philosophy, the changes in his views on post humanism, the changes in his view on the frontier and the interaction between humanity and the cosmos. We've seen changing, his changing views on religion as he goes from seeing religion as a science fiction gag device in stories like The Skull to seeing religion as a profoundly central part of the human experience. We see changes in his views of robotics and humanity and reality. Uh, so we've, in all these areas, we've seen the development of Dick's career through his numerous, numerous works, his many novels, and, and many, many more short stories. We have talked about uh, briefly the experiences he had in 1973, which seemed to f- profoundly change his outlook on life, and his, his writing after that point would never be the same in the final decade of his, of his career. He, he wrote very different things. He wrote much more personally about re- uh, religion. He wrote himself into his fiction a lot more. He, he, he pondered, He spent he wrote for thousands of pages trying to come to terms with what had happened to him. In 1973 um, and this of course culminates in the Valis trilogy of the novels we just looked at Valis and the divine invasion he wasn't done writing yet though he would he did write one more short, uh, sh- or one more novel called the transmigration of Timothy Archer his last novel uh, which would be published in in 1982 and we will indeed talk about that but for now we get to it where we finally reached his final short story um so the career that began with the writing of stability and uh you know ends with the writing of the alien mind and and what we have here in my view is one of the, the greatest collections of of speculative fiction short story writing uh, to come out of the 1950s uh we don't you know certainly the stuff he wrote in the 60s and the, 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 the 70s and 80s are interesting it, it of course it doesn't it pales in, in comparison to what he wrote. Uh, his short story output of of the 1950s, and it's one of the most impressive, acad- you know, intellectual achievements of of science fiction. I think is the short stories of Philip K. Dick written in those just a handful of years. Um, and ever since we got through with that, it seemed like the short stories are almost an afterthought. Right? We've been talking about the novels. We've been Sometimes multi-part episodes about novels, sometimes one-off episodes about novels, depending on my schedule, but we've kind of thrown in stories here and there after that, right? We talked about the kind of renaissance in short story writing that Dick engaged in 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 the early 60s, right, as part of his great output of science fiction novels. Many of them are outshoots of stories of novels he, he was writing but by and large he had focused on novels by that point so the short stories become more and more increasingly an in afterthought but they are still interesting parts of of, of his of, of his writing so anyways here we are at the end at the end of his short story career with with the alien mind and it's not even that much of a science fiction story it's it's really a poignant little story about the relationship between human beings and nature and our environment of course, that itself is kind of a an exercise in speculative fiction. How we interact with the aliens that, that live among us, the birds, the insects, the the plant life, you know, how little we know about these life forms is is truly amazing, at times considering how long we've been with them. But um, it's it's a good way to cap off Dick's uh, feelings about humanity and and life and. And empathy and our relationship with the natural world. Something from his earliest tales he was concerned with, the, the destruction of the environment, the way human beings treated nature, the way human tr- beings treated nature and treated life itself, the way they treated their, their children, and the difficulty of knowing one another even among humanity, or even you know the difficulty of adults knowing children. Um, knowing the natural world is something that much more difficult. It's, it's really an exercise in trying to understand an alien mind, and that—that's where the title of the story story comes from. So, yeah, essentially, my view on this story is it's a it's a story about nature, thinly uh, failed as a as a science fiction with a science fiction device, right? There is interstellar travel and in spaceships and things like that. But at the end of the day, this is this is a story about how we interact with with the lowly alien life forms all around us, even in our home from time to time so the alien mind was originally published in the yuba city high times in february 1981 it's the final story in the collected stories of philip k dick you can find it in the fifth volume of it it's a very very short story it's only three pages long so it only takes a couple minutes to read Um, but there's quite a lot packed into that little tale so one more time we'll 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 do this what we've done with all these short stories we'll we'll look at the, the the plot first and then we'll we'll jump into a little bit of analysis. I won't have that much to say because it is such a brief story. But um, you know, the story exists, and, and we have to look at it. So, anyways, the plot: Jason Bedford wakes up from his theta chamber and realizes that his interstellar ship is off course. He never makes such errors, but as the Magnosians are altering, um, are alerting, but the but the Malkosians are alerting him of his misdirection and the fact that he's off course. They remind him that. They need the vaccine that he is delivering. Bedford learns that his cat, sent to accompany him on the trip, was pushing the buttons on the control module and likely caused the error in navigation. He strangles the cat in a rage for embarrassing him in front of the alien minds. Now, Bedford eventually makes it to Mencos 3. The Menkosians ask him for the whereabouts of his cat, and he denies having one, but the Menkosians locate a large supply of cat food. I'm reviewing the. A, his lie. He confesses he did have a cat named Norman, and the Mancosians then just simply sent Bedford on his way. On his way back to Earth, on, during a two-year trip back, Bedford learns that his theta chamber has been disabled. He asks the Mancosians for aid, and they just tell him that there are tapes he can watch. The compartment meant to hold the tapes had only a cat toy. He also finds that all of his food is being replaced with cat food, all of the same flavor, and it seems that the Mancosians are punishing. Bedford for his cruelty towards uh, a helpless life form uh, a cat by making him live his two-year voyage back back home at, you know essentially um, from a cat's point of view. Um, obviously uh, you know the point being I suppose you know the boredom that of a long voyage is what led the cat to stray and wander and eventually, the control panels and now bedford will will experience what the cat experienced by by living like a cat for his voyage home so that's what we get in this story um yeah not much to say about it i just think it's uh it's a brief story about empathy and, and love for other things and about not being cruel to to helpless creatures and and that you know we have an alien life form here the mancosians who understand uh cats enough to to force Bedford to try to empathize with with the cat's cat's position it's his last short story obviously and I think there's a significance in it being Dick's last uh, final short story it's a brief little poignant story published in a newspaper it wasn't even published in a, in a magazine it it has a very brief message summing up Dick's love for living things and his belief that human morality requires solidarity with both people and animals uh, something we saw a lot of into Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep. Bedford saw the cat that accompanied him on his trip as the f- first-to-play thing to help him survive his long trip. When he realizes that it has been messing with the controls, it becomes a nuisance that he immediately removes. And how often do we treat living things such, right, as friends and companions or beautiful things? But if they get in the way of our highway, or they get in the way of our safety, or they get in the way of just our comfort and our ease, we remove them, right? Uh, We do this to, to millions of living things every single day. He is surprised to learn that his customers, the Mancosiums, are more concerned for the cat than for the delivery of the vaccine. They have an empathy for the cat that Bedford lacks. The aliens then punish him by making him experience his two-year trip with only the food and entertainment given a cat. We imagine that after two years, Bedford will be quite likely insane. If not, he will perhaps appreciate a bit more how enticing the controls will look after months of looking at the same cat toy and eating the same bad uh, cat food. Another interesting level to the story is the apparent awe and reverence Bedford has for the Mancosians. Over a small error, he is humiliated so badly that he must kill the cat. He mentions the alien mind twice, and I think the alien mind works on two levels. One is the, the Mancosians, but of course then also the cat, right? At the end, Bedford is being forced to experience life as a cat, so trying to empathize with him, something he never tried to do earlier. First, to the cat he says, You humiliated me in the eyes of an alien. You reduced me to idiocy vis-a-vis the alien mind. The second time he mentions the alien mind is to himself when he realizes what they have done to his ship's stores. The alien mind, Bedford thought, mysterious and cruel. Um, now, he's thinking about the Mankosians and their kind of joke on him and his punishment for him, but in fact, he was the one who was being mysterious and cruel to, to slaughter an animal for, uh, you know, an error that's not really its fault or, you know, couldn't even be malevolent in any sense. His intense awe, though of the otherness, allows him to accept their judgment, but also to, um, you know, lead. But also lead him to the original cruel act against his cat. So that's it. That's that's the alien mind, and that's that's the final story written by Philip K. Dick. So I'm a bit sad here that I have to put an end to this part of the podcast. I won't be done with the Philip K. Dick book club by um, yet. I, I still have a few. Uh, I have one novel to, to look at yet for sure. Well, two novels to look at for sure. Uh, um, the, 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 the Transmigration of Timothy Archer and then Radio Free Albemouth. Uh, I'm doing that because it's tied to the Valles Trilogy. Then um, I want to look at Nick at the Glimmon. Uh, I haven't done a Ganymede Takeover, so I might need to go back and clean up and do that one. He didn't write that one alone. I I don't have a copy of it. That's why I skipped it at the time, but... I should probably do a Ganymede Takeover. And then we got, of course, the mainstream novels, the six or seven mainstream novels that he wrote in the 50s and early 60s that did not get published until after he died. So that is coming up too. So I'm not saying goodbye. the Philip K. Dick book club is done yet, but we're really nearing the end. So once again, I'd just like to thank you so much for sharing this experience with me, uh, this experience of going through Dick's... Um, uh, works. I hope you learned something from them. I hope you've experienced Dick Dick short stories with the same admiration and interest that I have brought to it. I hope you've gotten something out of this, and I really appreciate your comments when when you made them to me, when you sent me emails, or, or posted in the comments on the website or elsewhere. So as always, thank you so much for your support. And um, as I said, I'm not done yet, but I'm getting to the near to the end. So it's it's been quite a ride um, over these in these past. More than two years, actually, is how long it's taken to go through this. I, I had originally hoped it could have done quicker, but um, it, in, it it certainly took a while. Um, but it's worth it. And, uh, again, thank you so much for your your time. I guess if I wanted to keep doing I could do the adaptations, which I'm not too keen on doing. But, you know, there are other philcated things to talk about, the exegesis perhaps. But in any case, um, we'll see where it goes after uh, my next uh after I look at the next, the next and last novel um, written by Philip K. Dick. So if you're reading along, pick up The Transmigration of Timothy Archer, a mainstream novel, not really a science fiction novel. It deals with religious issues, though. Uh, but it's a good one. I, I rather like it. It's one of his few stories that has a female protagonist. So um, prepare your comments and your thoughts about that that work if you have any of your own opinions about it please send them to me or opinions about that or opinions about the alien mind a nice little short story to read send me your comments post them below or send me an email at 100 at gmail.com thanks again for your support and i'll see you next time